0: Hello everybody, it's me, Roscoe, and welcome to another Kings of Anglia fan social, the show, where the Cowboy Army share their thoughts on all things town. Hope you all had a good week once again, and uh, it's been one of those weeks where we had a game on Monday, and then it's been just, yeah, just been, weather's been a bit iffy um, and all that jazz, but um, but yeah, we're here once again with a live show um, on all platforms, um, on Facebook, on the Twitter, AKX, and of course on the YouTubes. Uh, if you are listening not live, then hopefully you join us for a future live show. And uh, as we talk all things town, I'm joined by Simon and Peachy as we look ahead to the week and um, look back at what's happened, really. Uh, Peachy, bring you in first. How's things with you? And uh, good to have you back.
1: Yeah, well, it's, it's great to have a fan sofa back, isn't it? Especially live. And I must say, fantastic intro, Ross. Yeah. Always always nailed done it first. Good on better. better. Every time, first time. But yeah, I'm good. Thank you. I've... You know, decided to do dry January, try and get fit, all the the usual January things. But I think it's working. But yeah, let's chat all things ITFC.
0: Definitely, my friend. I was going to do dry January, then I uh, drank some alcohol at one one a.m. On, on New Year's Day, so sort of like I can't do it now. So, uh, but it is what it is. Well, it is what it is. But um, yeah, I thought I could have done a better intro there, ladies and gentlemen. But um, in normal when we used to do this as a pre-record, it used to take me a few takes. So I think now I've just got the pressure, like get it done. And get on to my guests. And Simon, bring you in, my friend. How's things Are you? Always bumping into you in the press room on home games. You're the commentator of Hospital Radio. Uh, good to have you on.
2: Yeah, oh, very, good. very good. Pleased to be back. Um, yeah, and obviously very interesting, busy time for Ipswich Town um, with all the games coming thick and fast and also the transfer deadline obviously looming. So, yeah, just constantly glued to Twitter, trying to find any sort of little scrap of news that you can. Yeah, indeed, my
0: friends, and we are going to be talking about the transfer links. We are going to talk about deadline day because this time next week, the deadline will be literally closing, or the transfer window will be slamming shut. Because it always slams shut; it doesn't just slam slowly or stuff. It just boom, it shuts there. Um, big shout out to everyone who's coming into chat. Let us know where you're listening from. Um, get involved. Get involved in the discussion and stuff like that. Send us some questions. We've got Chris here uh, saying good morning from Queenstown, New Zealand. Hopefully, a striker news ASAP. Town's still great to watch, but all these now biting finishes. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Lincoln game, first of all. Um, obviously, it's been talked about and debated throughout this week, but um, I want to get Simon and Peachy's thoughts on that. So, let's chat. Um, and also got a message here uh, from Stuart. Even Roscoe and the gang, hopefully, we have a great evening. I'm relying on you to get us a striker we badly need. I can't physically get you a striker right now. Um, I haven't got that power we can talk about different links and stuff so we'll chat about that indeed and also andy you've been to a lot of live shows in the last few weeks so thanks for joining us again my friend even chaps and uh great beards we've got, i think we've got a mixture here haven't we we've got peach has got a good one i've got one some you've got as tash there and stuff so um frank fan number one have we got a frank in here i don't know <laughs> let us know, let us know. <clears throat> maybe he's, he's frank he. anyway there, boys um Let's start off a Leicester game and then we'll talk about, of course, the transfer. That's what everyone's caring about these days. But um, I want to talk about the Leicester game because um, Comeback Kings of Anglia. A nice little link there as Town, of course, scoring that late goal at the King Power. Uh, Peachy, we're doing the one-word feature um, as one of my favourite things, just to quickly sort of segue onto the game. Uh, how would you describe that draw in one word? And, of course, you can expand on it. The
1: word I came up with was determination. All right, first half, we weren't at the races, so to speak. We gave Leicester a bit too much respect, but they are top of the league. They are a Premier League squad, blah, blah, blah. But as we went 1-0 down, and I've got to shake this feeling off that I have because I've supported it so long now, I was thinking, oh, well, you know, another game gone. Because I had the Leeds game ahead for some reason. I don't know why. But then we started second half, and we come out a totally different team. And the subs fantastic, perfectly timed and I think, that's I think Stu said the main pod, Leicester got a bit comfortable and we just took over the game and then we deserved that equaliser in the end and I thought it was absolutely brilliant and I must have, must have shouted to the away end, They obviously I was watching it on telly, they were so loud I mean Leicester fans were obviously pretty quiet but Absolutely fantastic. And the one thing was, when we did equalise, I managed to smack my toe on my coffee table. <laughs> but I was so pumped full of adrenaline, I didn't realise I went to bed that night thinking, well, why is this throbbing? Yeah, determination. Because I'll say, that we just kept going. We kept to our principles, like mm-hmm. a certain Sky pundit kept saying, oh, they've got to mix it up. They've got to do this. No, we do it our way. We do it the Ipswich way, the Kieran McKenna way. And i tell you what, most of the time it works. And it did Monday night.
0: Yeah, they did indeed. Um, we've got, of course, uh Sweet Earls uh, Prince, Harvey Davis, even a chat. So hope you're all well. Uh, we are well indeed, my friend. bringing you another live show. Um, Simon, what is your word? We've got a few um comments in here. Um Mark's gone committed. Um Andy's gone spirited. Colin's gone. Oh no, I clicked on the wrong thing. On limbs. I think that's <laughs> the way-ends. The way-ends was amazing to see, you know, that just unbelievable. Um Harvey Davis has also gone. Terminate, uh, terminate, <laughs> mm. determined. Um, and also, Samiento,
2: obviously, because he's the man who scored the equaliser. But, um, sorry
0: for you, my friends,
2: what yeah. is your word? I mean, I think, I think there's a theme, but the, the word I sort of came up with was brave. I think that was the, the ultimate messaging. I know that, that McKenna spoke a lot about it after the game. They're sort of talking about doing it our way, as, as PG sort of mentioned. We were a bit passive early on, we were sort of looking at Leicester like they're this big sort of behemoth that we can't touch or get near or do anything with. But then we sort of flick that switch at half-time and think, well, let's just have a go, get in their faces and, and just rough them up a bit and get sort of the momentum moving a little bit in our direction. And then as as the game progressed, it just felt more and more like there was going to be a moment and something was going to happen. I mean, Leicester were definitely too comfortable in that first half. Um And eventually we just sort of worked out the problems and it it sort of mirrored the game at Portman Road as well. I think it was very, very similar. They sort of they had that quality, but we just kept plugging away, plugging away, and ultimately got the rewards that we deserved, having changed what we were doing and and just as I say, being brave and getting on the ball, getting in Leicester's faces, and then absolute scenes in the round. I mean, I was watching a pub in London with a few other Ipswich fans and there were scenes in the pub as well. So it was uh it was quite quite a night, yeah. It was it was a good watch and ultimately a really, really good point having played now Leeds and Leicester twice to still be in second place. It, it, it's a great result.
0: Indeed. Uh you have got a question here from Andy. Um have you guys heard the Brian on Radio Five Live Leicester fan who hates it, which uh, I actually haven't seen it, I just haven't clicked on it. I just know it's gonna be bad, so I just I just can't, I just can't.
1: I was the same, but it was it was on Talk Sport, and uh, they this Leicester fan phoned in. Uh, it was Jason Cundy and uh, Jamie O'Hara. And he, all right, I can be a sore loser. Don't get me wrong. You know, see Cup's on game day, but my word, <laughs> talk about salty. He yeah. he he just hated us. He said we were lucky. He said Kieran McKenna is an arrogant man.
2: Don't ask him how. It, he Just knows that's that yeah. Was just... Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Because I was it. Jason Cundy went to. Him? How do you know that? I just know. I just he was. I think I he was things. a little bit. A little bit uh, peed off, shall we say, that we'd got yes. that late equaliser. He said we should we have, have had five had... red
2: cards as well or something. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry,
1: up. yeah. Because Harry Clark winning the ball, that's a yellow card nowadays. And Kieran... was well, a red in his eyes. That was a stone
2: oh. red card. <laughs> well,
1: let's face it. Kieran... Does I, I mean, He didn't touch him. I mean, could it Oh, no. I'm not get. Getting... Yeah, it's, fu- it's worth a listen. It, it, yeah. It's the sour
2: grapes it, is worth listening to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so, right, yeah, it's
1: one of them that won't wind you up. You'll just laugh. Okay. That's how... That's how yeah. I don't I know mean, what you think, Simon. The hosts were
2: directly laughing at him, so yeah. That that <laughs> yeah, they right. were.
1: yeah.
0: I was I was very close to listening to it and I just stopped myself and no, I just I can't, but I may I may just do it after it. Uh yeah, Andy's gone. Uh bitter Brian is well worth listening. So yeah, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. Uh what's he called? Called uh there, service and half. Western bread. Um <laughs> Is that, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we have got another question, which segues nicely actually on our next segment. Obviously, Massimo Luongo has signed a new deal, which is good to see. Um, and Chris, all the way from New Zealand, has um, done, does Luongo get assist or pre-assist for goal? Um, of course, for the Smart Sarmiento's goal. Obviously, it was a save by the keeper. And then, I don't know, pre assists I don't know. I'm not really one of those people. Um, I think you give a pre-assist maybe to, or maybe a penalty if someone got fouled and then they're part of that. But
2: yeah, what, what do you reckon, boys? Uh you, sure it's an assist. Isn't it? It's never just a shot saved, rebound put in. I mean, that's how it does it on fancy Premier League. I don't know that's yeah. the, the right metric to do it by. But pre assists aren't really a thing. I mean, a good pass is a good pass. It doesn't. I don't think it needs its own subcategory of
1: well, something no, else
2: being a pre-assist.
1: Yeah. So even in that goal, you could look at. It, you could even put broader in that equation because he picks the ball up, he passes out to Davis, he then. Picks it back off, Davis, then does a lovely pass to Luongo. Luongo yeah, it's all pre-pre-assist. You don't have a pre-goal, do you? No, so. no, <laughs> no. I, I think a, it, it sounds nice, but it does. It does. It was a good shot, though, from Massimo. Yeah, I think that was a
0: good, good play, obviously, for, for that oh, goal. And, then, and I think, you know, Somi was hoping, you're just looking, yep, I'm on side and then celebrating. Although, he celebrated the wrong way, but yeah, he rather, just in the moment. Yeah. This way. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think in the moment, I think it's because one of those goals, you know, he sort of you know, tapped it in and then it was an equalizer. I think you just in the moment you do what you do. But um but yeah deep down as a photographer I was like you're going the wrong way. Jezza, what are you doing? Um but yeah I love the I love the song afterwards obviously um I should now know how to say his name properly because um it's now in a, in a song. So um but there we go. Uh, as we mentioned Massimo, as I said he has signed a new deal. It's now free contract he signs. It's of course coming in training. Um obviously he signed a short term contract and then of course signed a new contract in the summer just gone, and now is signed a deal until 2025. Boys, um, thoughts on this one obviously, Mass has been fantastic. He, of course, uh, decided not to go to Asian Cup and retired from for Australia because he wanted to commit the cause here, and uh, he's now here for another season or so. Uh, Simon Peachy, take away
2: after you, site. So. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, it, it's, it's great news, isn't it? it? It's a signing that's worked. As well as any that the game changer have done, even though it cost us nothing. The fact that Middlesbrough tore up his contract, I mean, it it seems ridiculous now looking a year backwards that they were sort of happy to let him go and and release him. Both of our midfielders, first choice, both were let go by Middlesbrough at various stages. So they must be looking at this, going, might have made a couple of errors there. But I mean the way I I think Mass brings great energy to the side on and off the field. He's good on the ball. He's combative. And I think he, he was speaking to the, the town folk about it. And they were sort of saying, they were asking about sort of signing three contracts in years. Well, I've actually earned all of them, which is sort of an interesting take that he's sort of, because they've all been relatively short term, he's having to continually fight for it. And, and from the club's perspective, it's a good deal because another year is relatively low risk. Low maintenance player. Uh, hopefully, he continues at the levels he is, and we we think he will do for another probably what two one or two years. Hopefully, given he's thirty one, I think. But for another year, it's an it's an absolute no brainer, providing the the contractual uh, framework w- was there for him and and the wages weren't too ridiculous, which they didn't feel like they would be.
0: No, and uh, yeah, obviously he had a loan spell with us back in twenty twelve, Peachy, and obviously he's. He's been part of this that team that got promoted, um, scored some good goals as well. Of course, done a fantastic partnership with with Sam Morsey. Um, and he's, you know, away from those injuries now, which is good to see. But, um, yeah, it's always good to get players, sort of committers. Um, obviously, we're going to go through a list of players shortly of players who are potentially out of contract this summer. And we're thinking, oh, we need to get a tie down sooner rather than later. But Massimo is the first of those.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, yeah. I remember when we first got linked with Massimo and he was just training with us and like, some of the doom and gloom merchants, I call them. It's like, oh, that's it. The money's running out. We're going for freebies, blah, 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 that. But I was thinking this today. Can anyone? I think he's one of the best free transfers we've done. I really do. I mean, I, I mean, I was trying to wrap my brain of other free transfers. We've had a lot of them. Let's face it. <laughs> but like, I remember it was a uh, MK away, and like, poor uh, Cameron Humphries had played a lot of games, and he could tell he was just tiring. And then McKenna brought Massimo. I want to think just after half time. And that's when him and the Morsi partnership absolutely so together. Like, as we all know, the song goes. He has sometimes watched him, especially last season. It's like there was two or three of them on the pitch. And like I say, he's earned these three deals now. And yeah, I'm just really happy because, like I say, he's just. It he just seems such a lovely guy as well. Like you watch the interviews, he's just so happy to be here, and I think a lot of the players are. Yeah, I can't really go much more. But I think yeah, it's. Like I say, can anyone else think of a better free transfer than Massimo? I think, would you say
2: Chambers, given the amount of games he played? But yep. possibly not in terms of the quality. But I think he was a free transfer from Forrest.
0: Yeah, he was, well. mm-hmm. yeah, was yeah. There's a, yeah. There's a few. Of course, yeah. Under Mick McCarthy, they were trying to bring him up. But um, obviously, <laughs> he, he signed a lot of freebies. Um, like Darren Murphy would have been, I think, a free transfer, actually. Um yeah, but was on really loan and before, then yeah. signed sign permanently on a free case, transfer. Case. So, Scoots would have been a free as well. Bart, I think Bart, yeah, Bart was a free. I think for Knox County, if I remember rightly, I think he was out of contract in Knox County, and we signed him on a free. So, um, you know, free there. So, um, but in in recent times, yeah, Massimo is probably up there as as the, the as a free transfer because obviously we've spent a little bit of money on certain players. Um, obviously, Ladapo was a free transfer as well from Rotherham, but of course he's now left. Us and stuff like that. Um, but going through the players, boys, actually out of contract. There's, there's actually a lot, actually, because Vaz is the big one, really. Sam Warsey as well. Uh, Shawnee Aloko, Dominic Ball, Jonoy Donashian, Christian Walton, uh, Lee Evans, Cameron Burgess is out of contract. Caden Jackson, Luke Wolforden is out of contract. Obviously, I think there's a few here who have got options on their deals, and I think the club will take them. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. on top of my head which ones have, but there's some big names there, boys. You know, Who, who do you want next up to get a deal... Signed, still delivered. Even if it's just the
1: option. Ooh, um, I've only get one choice, or just because <laughs> there's a few there. Um, yeah. well, <laughs> it, the obvious one is Sammy Morsey, isn't it? That's the obvious one. But I'll be honest, the obvious one I'd go for is uh Luke Wolfenden. But I, yeah. I presume he's got an option in there because, yeah, like, saying I think enough he enough. does. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. A lot of them deserve yeah. contracts, but if we've got to pick one, I'm going to go for Luke Wolfenden just because like, he's like his um. Ipswich boy, and like he's just he improves and improves every season, I think. And I think he potentially could become a Premier League centre back if he keeps going the way he's going. Yeah, he's definitely got all those
2: attributes you look for. <clears so> he's <throat> strong, he's good on the ball, looks comfortable with it, and that laid back attitude sometimes gets him in trouble, but actually he's quite helpful. He doesn't look flustered at any point. Um, I thought he was excellent against Leicester on Monday as well, which I mean, as a benchmark for him. That, that is a Premier League side in waiting. So in terms of where can he go next, I think that was a good good sort of benchmark for him. But in terms of the names, I mean, yeah, Sammy's obviously the, the captain, but you'd be very surprised if he didn't sign one. Yeah. I think you look at Vaz potentially, sort of the links with like Celtic, potentially that might swing him one way or the other. But I mean, he's playing so well and he's getting now regular minutes in the Championship mm-hmm. and potentially next season Premier League minutes. You feel like if the club wants to do most of these deals, they probably can. I'd say the one I'd worry about the most, probably Christian Moulton, given he's now not playing football and he sort of, when he signed here, sort of said that was one of the reasons he came. So he might be one that, even if the club offered him something, he might sort of turn it down and walk away. The rest of them, I wouldn't be that worried about that happening to. And I think it will just be business being done in its own time.
0: Yeah, I've just looked, actually. Luke and he has got the option. Um, So that's, you know, that's a a good thing. Um, Sam Orsey, the information I've got, I don't think he has an option. So, But I'm sure there'll be something sorted with him. I'm looking at Cameron Burgess quickly as well. Uh, He's got an option as well. Um, But, yeah, it's always interesting. I think let's have a quick look at Vaz quickly as we've spoken about him. But um he's always I don't think
2: he does, 'cause does, because they're, talk- they're talking about him signing a pre contract at yes. Celtic, weren't they? So
0: Yeah, so yeah, he's he hey. hasn't got the option.
1: His age I think that was was, his, was that the agent trying to force Mr. Ashton's hand a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then I like he did come out and done the normal thing. I'm just concentrating on my football, which is the right thing to say. But I reckon that might be more of a Come on, Mark. This lad deserves yes. a new deal if you want to keep him. Yeah, which yeah. is
2: awesome. I mean it's he's been I mean, the best keeper in the league for my money this season, Whatever number he puts on a page, you feel like the club just got to go for it now. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: Um, quickly go back to the free transfer. Um, Andy's gone with a, a bit of an older one, Tony Mowbray, a free signing. He probably was, or maybe. No, Let's not. I quickly
2: the end of the career, wasn't he? So yeah, I think
1: all... um,
0: there's uh, once again there's a few, there's a few back in the '90s. I'm sure. Um, so yeah we'll, you know we'll see i'll I'll quickly find out about Tony May break shortly when we when we segue on to our next thing, but uh, yeah, Massimo one new deal, and obviously hopefully some other new contracts to be sorted out sooner rather than later. So, um boys, let's get to the sexy stuff. that's what people want to talk about There's no sexy stuff confirmed that has been linked, boys. um should we talk about the forward, obviously striker is where town need to strengthen potentially two strikers, and it's been a link today old Stuart Watson broke that news and it's a Wimbledon striker, Iraqi international. Bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. I hope I say this right, but I probably have said it wrong. But um, Ali Al-Mohammadi, that's how I'm going to say it and it's probably wrong. But um, Forward from Alves of 13 goals, 6 assists in League 2 so far, 21 years of age. Um, also was at Wickham a few years back as well. Um, didn't play against us um, in the FA Cup game because he was of course, I think was about to go off to with Iraq, of course, for the Asian Cup, not Afcon, Asian Cup. Um obviously they're qualified to the next round. So this will be an interesting deal because obviously he's currently in Qatar, you know, playing in the um, Asian Cup. Um but boys, thoughts on this one. A young striker, you know, he's scoring a league two, but he hasn't played in the championship. Um maybe he's, he's more the prospect instead of the, the experienced striker we made once. But um,
1: yeah, Simon Peachy, thoughts on this one? Well, yeah, he's only he's only twenty-one. Yeah, I think like I say, and some people were like linking it straight. Well, oh, it was just another panic by Gasana had me. It's like no, it's, it's totally different. Like I say, he scored is it thirteen league goals this season? All right, yeah. it's only it's only I think twenty-seven in
2: forty as well over the last couple. So
1: yeah, and like all right, people say it's only league two, but that's how players progress. And I think a young twenty-one year old. I've, I've watched a few videos like you do as soon as you, you see us link with a player, you have to watch the videos like he's he's tall. He's quick. He seems quite powerful. and like He can finish. And I just think he's one of them players that could prosper. Because like, I think a had me, he was not a panic buy, but he was, we need to get a striker in. This one, I it think... It was.
0: It was a panic buy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> trying to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, And look, like, we've been, you know, we've been linked with strikers. I know we've been linked with Gallagher, Moore, Stansfield. But why not? I just don't get... Like It's been, a, it's been quite positive across socials, but you just get the same one... You know, Oh, why don't we link with no one? We get linked with someone, I don't want him, he's he's league two. Don't understand it. But yeah, I think under McKenna's coaching, every player improves under him, doesn't he? Yeah. In my opinion. And and I do think we will be after two strikers. I know there's lots of rumours today about Gallagher again. But I think most of our business will come down to the last minute. I think you'll be sitting here next Thursday and whoever's on... (laughs) Whoever's on the social, we on their phones going, Oh, we link this person, link with that person. On. Yeah, everyone's phones will be pinging off, and yeah, I don't know what you think about it, Simon. Yeah,
2: yeah I mean, I, I sort of echo what, what you sort of said. I mean, I did the exact same thing you did. You see a link, you go, Right, let's see a compilation. I, I think the thing that impressed me as much as anything, as much as the pace and the power and all of that stuff, so I didn't have a really good eye for a part and the link up play which again, when you think about a McKenna type striker as being that sort of facilitator as much as a goal scorer is actually such a crucial aspect of it. And at at 21, I mean, he's six foot two. He can, he's clearly a good athlete. He's, I think he was in Swansea's academy as a youngster. So he's had sort of had that upbringing through good footballing systems, which McKenna seems to like in players. Um, I mean, it could be a signing way by you look at it two or three years down the line and go, got it for one and a half million now, but he's worth 10, 15, 20 down the line. Um, it, it feels completely different to the Hadmi. And I think making that comparison is is just not accurate in terms of, A, the type of player, because I never thought Hadmi was the right type of player, even as much as it was a panic buy. But he he's, he's not very quick. He's not very athletic. He He's not great at linking the play. That's what town strikers need to be good at. Um, but it is a two-league jump. I mean, that, and we've seen with other players that, that has been a challenge that was the issue a lot of Paul Hurst players had when we sort of signed a lot of lower league players and brought them together but it's a different scenario now obviously with being in a squad that's functioning and, and moving forward um but I think as long as he's part of as as Peter's saying two signings in the forward line yeah it's definitely worth a go for sure I mean he, he could hit the ground running and, and look he's scoring goals we've seen which how momentum can just carry on and build and build. Well, if you sign a player who's hot on a hot streak goal-scoring-wise, that might just carry on. He might not even notice he's made a jump and carry on scoring the goals. I mean, people said George Harris couldn't score at the championship level. But he did because it, it, you just work your way upwards and you make that progression.
1: Yeah, I, was, I saw someone on um, Twitter slash X slash whatever But <laughs> remember when we signed a certain Freddie Sears? And people were like, well, oh. Colchester was he in the playing league one at the time. He ain't gonna do nothing, yeah. he'd done all right, didn't he? And uh, also, well, people he did, he did okay, you know. Well, but for <laughs> yeah. when he that, for season... that moment for that moment for that season, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he got played out on the left, but that's another different story in my eyes. But <laughs> also, yeah. people talk about the price tag. I mean, a few eyebrows are raised, we paid a million pounds for Leif Davis. Mm-hmm. How much is that lad worth now?
0: Well, that was that was a question last week on the pod, and uh, mm. fifteen million, thirty million was was chucked about. Um, but yeah, like these can be puns sometimes. But um, good thing is he is playing week in, week out. He's scoring. Obviously, we've been linked to different strikers who aren't playing that regularly. Um, obviously, you know some of these like Kiefer Moore. Obviously, he's been playing in the Premier League and has scored in the Premier League. And obviously, he's a Welsh international. But um, I don't mind this one, I, as you said. Sure. Um, I'm I'm sort of echoing what you both said that if it's one of the two strikers, then happy days. But, yeah, we need to get the other second striker in. And, uh, yeah, it's getting very close
2: now, obviously, a deadline with one week to go. I think the other thing you mentioned, the fact about internationals, I mean, he's playing full international football as well, as well as being in League Two. Yes, all right, it's Iraq, right, it's Asian qualifiers. It's not necessarily the greatest football in the world. But that shows that he's got a talent and he can mix with like Japan and other teams from that sort of region of the world, he is playing against better defenders than League Two defenders. So he's clearly able and he's got that ability to mix with those guys as well. That, for me, gives him a bit more credibility than just a player that's only played in League Two and never gone above that.
0: Yeah, definitely, and um, yeah, it'd be interesting. He's got you know interesting backstory. Obviously, you know he, he was born in Iraq, and I think he he had to, to flee to come to England. I think uh, at one years of age with his family. I think he grew up in Liverpool. Um, it'd be interesting to see what I, I haven't seen any interviews of him, but see the interesting to see what accent he's got. Obviously, because uh, you know if he's got a Liverpool accent, that'll be funny. But uh, but uh, I'd be interesting to see where this goes, and we'll keep you updated as we we, we can um and stuff like that, and uh, we'll find out. You know if he does become a town player. Um, obviously, there's been another link as well, um, another random link as well. Uh, this player currently playing in Turkey, and that is Mark Bula. I think that's how, how I'm saying it anyway, Mark Bula. Um, of course, has got connections to England anyway because he came through the Arsenal ranks, uh, was at Borough last season. I think he was there for a good four years. He's currently now at um, Samizspor in, in the Turkish top flight. Um, he's left back, 26 years of age, you know, he's a position I think we want to strengthen him with, you know, with Brandon Williams' situation up in the air and everything like that. Um, Simon, so let
2: you start with this. Your thoughts on this? Yeah, uh, I think, it, again, if the price is right, it seems like one that's, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, we talked about a McKenna mould, good academy prospect. Uh, uh, Arsenal plate came through that sort of system. Seems like a really good athlete from the sort of images you see. He's a very strong, strong, fit athletic player. I mean, I, th- I sort of thought it was interesting when we signed Sarmiento that McKenna's sort of, directly linked him to uh kyle edwards who does who just left I, I sort of look at bowler and think that might be greg lee in terms of you look at the physicality and the drive and, and all of those sort of things in terms of maybe i know greg left in the summer but maybe actually we think this player might directly come in to be that sort of more physical left-sided player that we we don't have now because greg is gone um but I mean, he's played over, played nearly 100 games for Middlesbrough, so he's he's clearly got good good championship pedigree behind him. Um, and and whether that deal can be done, I, I think it, it's one that makes sense. We need to strengthen in in the fullback areas. We've got sort of Clark, Tuanzebe, Travis Ball can all play on the right side, but it's really Leaf, Cam Humphreys, and you sort of think Cam's playing out of position. So that side is, is the one that that needs more focus for me.
0: Yeah, PG on this one once again. Um, these sort of links, you never know. Well, that's well, it's a Turkish newspaper, you know, you know, reporting it. So you always think it must be something weirdly in it. Obviously, he's he moved there this summer. Um, I think he's had a few injuries or had one injury that's sort of set him back. But um, he's recently come back into the starting eleven. I think he played against Fanabache recently. So he's he's playing top flight Turkish football.
1: Yeah, like um, Simon said, he's played over you know, a hundred games Middlesbrough, like in the Championship. So I think. With this, basically, if you're going to come sign for us to play left back, you're going to be cover, basically, aren't you? Because Leaf Davis is 100% our starting left back. That's why we were linked with the oh, got, is that Marvin Johnson, weren't we, at Sheffield Wednesday, yeah. and like apparently being quoted a price of one million for a 33-year-old with six months left in his contract. Don't get me wrong; he's a he's a decent player, but I think no. So, is this more agent work? Is this? town saying, right, we're going to look at the targets to try and force the hand of maybe Sheffield Wednesday over Johnson. Who knows? But whoever comes in to left back, obviously that's, they're going to be cover. Because I'd i love Greg Lee to have stayed. I think he could have done the championship. But he wanted to play regular football, which you can try to understand. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I still think there'll be a sign that's no one's been linked with. They'll just come out of nowhere and the club will say, boom. Like, was it Irwin, Was it Travis signed? No, yeah, that, that got linked. Sorry. heavily. That got linked heavily.
0: Yeah. maybe like Dane Scarlett. Maybe it was Dane Scarlett in the in the summer? Obviously, Mark Ashton and Kim Rickard, They do like to keep a lot of their transfer business on the wraps because um, obviously, um, well, there's less yeah, leaks yeah, yeah. in
1: the club, isn't there? Because remember, like you go on social media and like everyone had someone at the club, and a lot of them generally had someone linked at the club, and they were just spilling all this news out. But now this—it seems like um, I think Mr. Ashton's tightened the ship a little bit and said, "Look, stop leaking out because it affects." like I agree with him, like it does harm the club. Even when people speculate, it, who think they're in the know and they're not. It's just like just, when we're going to sign someone, the club will tell us. Yeah. Obviously, you're going to get agents and newspapers, which assess their job. And like these, uh, like these Twitter-like pages, but I as like I say. I always wait for the club or obviously the East Anglian Daily Times to tell me if there's going to be a signing or not. Yeah. Obviously
0: um we, we were linked um with a uh, Austrian striker Maximilian um Entrap, I think his name is. Um obviously uh that was a Sky a German reporter so um I think there's nothing really in that but um yeah that's another random one. Obviously we, we I think every player right now I think every fan Sort of wants that maybe that European, just European like player to come into the squad just to mix up a little bit. But um, but we, we always, shall see.
1: It's always funny because you see people get excited and they like retweet rumors, and then you go, "Have you seen how many followers they've got? Oh, they've got three or four followers. They're just some um, bored someone just making up rumors." But like people get really into, "Oh, I can't believe we're linked with this this player." I'm thinking it's obviously a load of uh rubbish. Without swearing, you know what I mean? It's like, it's a load of that basically. <laughs> But, uh, well, I
0: think we're Scott Simon back. Um, I think it's he, yeah, he some internet, uh, internet issues, yeah. but you're back, my friend. And we'll, we'll sort of segue on to uh, how you're feeling, though, boys. We're getting these links, we're getting different things. Uh, obviously, we've got one week until deadline day. Um, this time next week, there'll be, as, we, as of this recording, I uh, just get my maths up three hours and, and then the, the the window slams shut. Um, so, Simon, how are you feeling about it? We've got two players in, ladapo has gone. Um, and hopefully, by the deadline, on the Thursday, they hopefully players in the door already. He's gone again. So, Peter, question two. <laughs> <Hello. to you.
1: laughs> um, I'm not that worried, to be honest. I mean, I think I I play football manager. I love it. I think some people, football manager in the real world, when it comes to transfers, aren't like, put a bid in. It finally gets accepted that there's a lot of works that go into a transfer deal. And I think like a lot of clubs will, we might want to sign someone, but then we have to wait for them to sign someone. I think like with the um the Gallagher link, like they've been linked with um uh, Jukovic at Birmingham. So, like you know, if that deal goes through then do our, does our deal potentially then get resurrected? It's all, I think we will sign maybe even two players in the final two days. It's going to come down to that. But I wouldn't want the club to go out and spend like, overspend on a player that we I can, it's going to put us in like financial, not financial, you know, the FFP rules of it is. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I, don't know if you've seen the uh, documentary with Sunderland where they end up paying 4 million for Will Grigg. It's just like January's obviously a rubbish month for the signed players. And I wouldn't want, I know Mr. I know Ashton won't like <clears throat> overspend for the sake of it. And people will say, does that mean we lack ambition? I don't think it does. Cause let's face it. Who'd have thought 21st of January, we would be sitting second in the championship, only losing three games. Yeah,
0: very true. And obviously, um, you know, Ashton has said he never wants to be last minute.com, but obviously this window with George Hurst injury and obviously a lot of play a lot of teams know we want us on a striker. Obviously, it's probably been harder and harder. Um, Simon, you're back again, my friend. Quick uh, message here from Nathan Hall. Morning from Melbourne, everyone. So uh Nathan, good morning to you. Um and yeah, it's Yes, it's pitch black here in, in the UK, but uh, hopefully everything's all good in Australia, my friends. Um, but yeah, Simon, how you feeling then with the
2: deadline, Futs approaching? Yeah, I, I mean, I think we're right in terms of it's going to go late because obviously we know transfers trickle down from the top, but it seems like big deals aren't really happening at the top end of of the pyramid. And that's sort of making it so that deals sort of in the middle, which is sort of where Ipswich are, are not really happening either because they need that money in to then bring someone in from somewhere else to then ship somebody else out. So it might be a case of all the dominoes will fall very quickly at the end, which is obviously not ideal. I mean, I, I'm feeling pretty relaxed about it, to be honest, in terms of particularly the forward line. I mean, we obviously know we need a forward. It, it's very clear. But if we if we were to go through and not get one, yes, we'd feel disappointed. But I mean, I look at it and think this squad, even if we didn't sign anybody, will still make the playoffs. It probably wouldn't finish automatics, but it would definitely finish in the playoffs still for me. And then by April, you look at it, George House will be hopefully back fit and firing and ready for that sort of promotion push as well. So we know we need one. But if we didn't get one, it's not the end of the world. It's not an unmitigated disaster. So I think if we go with that sort of tempered expectation, I I think it's going to be fine And any additions. Will improve the squad. So, but without signing players for the sake of it, because you don't want to mess up what is a great team spirit and a great squad to be a part of. So,
0: yeah, that's another big thing you got to look at. But then obviously there is that looking back at 2015. You know what could have happened. You know with um, that that sort of window, we could have maybe brought in one or two other players to, to strengthen. But obviously, I think at the time, I think all those players have said, you know, they just didn't want to ruin the harmony of the squad because, as, as you just said, you know, we've got such a together team. And you bring in two or three maybe big egos that could ruin the whole harmony of it. So it's, yeah, it's an interesting one. And Mark says, agree, Simon. And I agree as well. So um, there we go. All agreeing with that sort of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, as I said, I don't want anybody to um, just panic. Guys. Don't panic. Just don't panic. You know, I think maybe a year's gone by, panic. But with the current, with McKenna and co, I think we're all good. So there we go. Um, all right then, boys. Do we have a little little breather, a little break? And do a little bit of silly stuff with a strike, another quiz. Um, get involved, everybody, in the comments as well. <laughs> share your thoughts and share your answers. And um, any other questions you want the boys and us to discuss? Always good to add to that. I'm just gonna have a little look. Worst, let's see what Jamie's got to say. Uh, worst thing we could do is panic. He'll do signing rather stick with Jackson because he's backed by the best attack in the league. Yeah, obviously we've got you know great attackers and Chaplin and Broadhead and Wes Burns and. Uh, Some enter now, new signing, obviously. So, so yeah, but we, we shall see what happens, boys. We shall see what happens. And also, and AED's gone here as well. If we didn't get a striker, do you think uh, Barbu, the, the, of course, young defensive uh, striker, will he get a chance? Look half decent in his cameo appearances. Yeah, he's done well. He's done well. But I don't think he's fully up to speed. I think he's still coming back from an injury. So I can't, I don't think he can play that many minutes. But, um, but yeah, once again, we've got young players potentially, but, um, a lot of pressure. Obviously, we're top half of the championship, but, um, we shall see, boys. Uh, let's get right into the strike. We've got five questions plus the tiebreaker as standard. So let's get right into it. All links up to uh, news and also birthdays this week. And the mm. first question is on Christoph Berra, who, um, if you didn't know, has recently been appointed the assistant manager at Huntsville City FC in the third tier of um, soccer in America. Uh, Link up with Jack Collison, who um, formerly... Of town. I uh, never played for us. Obviously, had injuries and stuff. Of course, played at West Ham and all that jazz. But he's currently their, their manager. I think their first ever manager. I think they got formed. Fun fact: on my birthday, um, July twelfth, twenty twenty two. But he's now the assistant manager there. But who of which reserve team? So their reserve team of a uh, MLS top flight side. Um, obviously, their own outfit, but they're actually a reserve team as well. So they is it Atlanta United? Columbus Crew or Nashville Sports Club. Um, so, yeah, so they're in the third tier of American football, but they're also basically under the umbrella of one of these teams as their reserve team, so basically like a feeder club, pretty much. Uh, so, Atlanta United, Columbus Crew or Nashville SC. And I, I, I put this story on the Anglian. So, if you read my story, you would know this. So, let's see if uh, people did read the story. If you didn't, then fair enough. Um, I'm gonna read it now, maybe. But um, what do you reckon then, boys?
1: I've gone Nashville. I also went Nashville because Huntsville.
0: It, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I didn't think of that actually, when I was doing the options. Um, but it is Nashville, obviously. That is the answer. But I was like looking basically where Huntsville is. It's in Alabama. I was like looking what's nearby, and I, you know, I think yeah, Nashville is close. I think Columbus is close as well, and Atlanta's close. So I was like trying my best, but at um, one point. For you boys, uh, there we go. Let's get right into question two. And question two is on Sonko, Ibrahima Sonko, who um, celebrated his birthday Monday, the Superman defender, the big, big defender. Um, and he won five caps for his country. But who was it? Was it Ghana, Senegal or Togo? Obviously, we've got the AFCON uh, currently going on right now. Um, and uh, yeah, which country though? Is he from his ball and Arts. He won five caps and scored one goal for his country. Good old Sonko had, of course, that like one season at town. Um, and then he left. And that was it, pretty much. Um, scored one goal, gets Brighton. Little fun fact there. don't know why I've got that fact in my head. That just randomly comes up in my head. Um, it's weird. It's, it's, it's like that town, um, Simon and Peach sometimes. And everyone listen. Yeah. Sometimes you just, you just get a random fact that comes in your head about a player and you don't even know why. Why, why, why do I know that? It's like me with a theory test. I should know all the answers, <laughs> now. But, um, but no, I don't. So, um, but yeah, well, yeah. anyway. Question two. Yeah.
1: Absolute beast. Yes. He, he really was. was.
0: Yeah. Uh, what do you reckon then, boys? It's 1-1. One, one. Who's going to make it 2-1 or 2-2? Two, two? What do you reckon?
1: Go on, so after you. Uh, I, I put Senegal.
0: I don't think... Oh, <laughs> same here. Right, he's correct answer. it is Senegal. So there we go. 2-2. Two, two. Desmond, happy days. Uh, we're going to go on to the next question. Why not? Uh, question three. Is on a bit of a, a 90s player here. Uh, David Gregory also celebrates his birthday this week. Of course, got a brother, Neil, who also played for the club. Uh, David is actually the uh, media man at Colchester United nowadays, if you didn't know about that. And have a fun fact about that. That isn't my question, because that would have ruined the question, <laughs> obviously. Um, but it, I always do this, and it is a stupid question, but, and I know a lot of people will always laugh about it. But what is his middle name? Okay. And now, I, the only reason why I did this question is because he's got an interesting middle name. Yeah, it's not that interesting, but I've got four options for this one. You, and you'll see it, ladies and gentlemen, you'll see it. And, of course, for the people listening, I'll say it. But, yeah, what is David Gregory's middle name? No Wikipedia in it, but um, is it Mark, Spencer, John, or Lewis? <laughs> and as you can see, I've gone through uh, the, the supermarkets. Uh, That's, you know, Marks and Spencer's and John Lewis. But um, it's one of these, obviously. So I thought that links up really well. So I thought, why not? Let's do four options Um, So, yeah, a little creativity from me for once. But uh, is it David Mark Gregory, is it David Spencer Gregory, David John Gregory, or David Lewis Gregory? What do you reckon, boys? Spencer? I also put Spencer. (laughs) (laughs) And you're both right. Um, so that is now three in a row, and that is it's, it's, it's
2: rigged. This is now
1: rigged. <laughs> that it just, it uh, was a blind the,
2: guess as well. I've never. imagined. No it just really
1: seemed the most random one out there. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You, yeah. Saw,
2: you saw said his name was interesting. I thought none of the others were that
1: interesting.
0: No, no it's very common. The other one, Spencer, is like, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, no, but I've yeah,
1: anyone called Mark, John, or
0: Lewis. No yes yeah, nope. yeah no offense no offense have get we got age. any and you got Mark John Lewis's tuning in let us know let us know uh, Andy's gone Spencer as well there we go uh, question four is and now this I don't think you'll get at both because it's you got a short and a dark sort of question it is on Martin Waghorn who celebrates his birthday this week as well how many goals did he score for town in 46 games so uh, if you both get the same answer here and if you get it bang on then just something's happening something is happening right here um but, yeah, obviously, if you get a bang on, boys, you get double the points. Um, closest to the correct answer gets the point. So um, let us know, everyone. Get involved. The strike is currently 3-3, free, free, boys. I can't believe it. It's both They've got hmm. all of them right so far. But I think this one is going to be changing that. But we shall see. All right, Martin Michael. one season, of course, at town. One season, one sole season before going to Derby. Uh, obviously, now back at Derby after a spell at Huddersfield. But um, what do you reckon, boys?
2: Uh, Eleven put, put seventeen. Just under under a goal a game. Oh,
0: I like yeah. that. I'm I'm pleased. There's different answers. Um, and someone is one off, and that is Simon because it's sixteen. Oh, wow. I literally wrote so sixteen cool. and crossed it out. Oh, you don't so do cool. that, mate. Never do that. Oh yeah, yeah. I've done, done the same.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Andy's gone sixteen now. Andy, hey, did you did you did you look it up? I somewhat believe you. Mark one eighteen. We have got a mark in, in, the, mm-hmm. in the chat, so there we go. But um, so Simon is now four three up. Going into the final question, and the final question is on George Fowler, who um, of course is currently in the Mainstone United team. Um, if you haven't already, check out my interview with George Fowler. Of course, uh, came through the town ranks, played one game for town, and that links up with that. Um, was against Crystal Palace on his debut. But what was his squad number, boys? Was it 36, 43 or 48? Were you hoping for a different question here, Peachy? Because I think when, when you heard me say... When George he said who
1: did de- he play against, on who uh, was Palace?
0: Yeah, that would, that would have been a good option as a question. But I thought, hmm, you know, I think that's maybe more... Someone would remember that one a bit more. But squad number-wise, I think he actually had a squad number before this. Um, so I think he was on the bench before. I think he got the number 40 shirt. Um... Uh, but this is when he actually made his debut. Which one of these? I normally so, um, love
1: squad numbers. Not this, but this one. is <laughs> this is a this, <laughs> is
0: a this is a this is the rogue one. This is very rogue because yeah. obviously
2: he played one game. Um, Once you pass about thirteen, squad numbers are sort of irrelevant, aren't they? Really? Yeah,
1: pretty much.
0: But um, yeah, 36, 43 or forty eight. What do you reckon, boys? I'm actually going to double check. Have I got the answer? Yeah, I do. I put forty three. I put forty eight. It is forty. Three. Oh so Simon no. has one. So Simon has basically you ain't got a wall I right. oh well you technically did because you crossed it out, but got five out of five. So um so yeah, Simon has one, but as always, you're gonna gamble, Simon. Of course, you know, gambling, you know, is, you know, we don't promote that here, but uh, as a uh, as a as a show, we always um on the strike, we always want a tiebreaker because obviously I've, I've gone out of my way to do a tiebreaker question. So um but are
2: you gonna do it, my friend? Well, we can have the tiebreaker, but I, <laughs> I won the won the quiz, That's all. You do, you do. But yeah. of course,
0: uh, Peachy has to get it bang on to win it overall. Yeah. So yeah, why um, not? No, let's
2: go for it. Let's well, do it.
0: Okay, and um, the question is on Franz Tyson, um, celebrating his birthday this week. Um, obviously, legend of the club, the Dutchman, one of the Dutchmen. Um, of course, Arnold as well, UEFA Cup winning man. Um, but how many goals did he score for Town in a hundred and seventy games? Um, and when I was looking back at this, I, don't, I won't give it a clue, but he wasn't as prolific as I thought he was going to be. Um, no, I don't think he was. I, well, I think it. he was more. I think once again, I think like of course you had John Walk scoring the goals, Paul Mariner, Alan Brazil, and stuff like Eric Gates and stuff. I think he was more just the, the player, just to give giving the ball and give them assists. So I think he, Arnold murren didn't score many goals, but he just they were just part. They were just part of that fantastic team who sort of set up and created great football. So, um, but yeah, Franz Tyson. How many goals? 170 games in total. All competitions. How many do you reckon, then, Peachy, to take the win, potentially?
1: I've got a bit high, but I've gone
0: 29.
1: 29. Simon, play along, because why Um, not?
2: Yeah, I I put 17. I sort of thought one in 10, probably. Did you cross cross out again? I did, yeah. At 15 before. 15. Okay.
0: You are very close, my friend. And it links up with Martin Waghorn, 16, 16 goals, enough. 16 goals. So there we go. Unbelievable. Uh, Mark Wall went 37. So um, once again, you just think he probably would be more prolific. Mm. And he's gone 12 as well. Um, so, so, yeah, 16 in 170 games. So Simon has wiped the four with Peachy this week. So well done, my friend. Um, good you. effort. Um, yeah, speech as always as we segue on to the FA Cup.
2: Uh. Yeah, uh, happy happy to go for the clean sweep. I think that's I've played the strike a lot and I think that's the first time I've ever got them all right. So all like that close. So yeah. I'm a bit disappointed I didn't put didn't trust myself with the Wagon one though, because it would have been good to get one double points. Yeah, you would have yeah. got double the points for
0: that one. So there we go. But Peachy, always good effort, my friend. Always good. And I hope everyone enjoyed another edition of the strike. Uh now let's segue then on this weekend. It's an interesting one. So in the FA Cup. We're still in it, which is um, fantastic. Obviously, the last two years, we've done better in it. But before that, it was just a competition where we we're like, oh, we're out already. But um, it's now the fourth round. We could be going into the last 16, boys, if we win. We're playing Mainstone United of the National League South, the lowest-ranked team left in the competition. They're bringing over 4,000 fans. I think most are actually bringing more than actually fit in their own stadium, which is which is fantastic. Um, George Ellicobi, their manager, Um, Obviously, they're beating the likes of Barrow and Stevenage to get to this this, um, round already. It's just going to be an exciting occasion. Live on BBC, twelve thirty kickoff, Peachy. It's um, an interesting one. Obviously, the banana skin is there, but um, it's it's it should be a good occasion.
1: Uh, Anyone who knows me, I bloody love the FA Cup. I love it, and it's for games like this. I think you know what other domestic competition in the world could like a team is was it four or five leagues, like non-league below us could play? Because potentially like a team like Maidstone, I'm sure they'd rather this, could have drawn Tottenham away or something. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to this on um, Saturday. Half 12 kickoff live on uh, the BBC. Obviously, if you're not an Ipswich fan, everyone's going to want a Maidstone win (laughs) because everyone loves a giant killing. Obviously, I won't. But I think, I think it was going to be like, they're going to bring say 4,000, Brilliant episode. I think it's about 27,000 potentially sold for. Yeah. And quickly, top work by the club for the ticket pricing. I think it was brilliant. Like £10 for adults. It's absolutely fantastic. But yeah, I, this is what the FA Cup's all about for me. Because no matter what happens Saturday, hopefully we win. But Mason are going to get a nice bit of money out of this, which is going to help their club in the future and develop. Because I'm a big fan of non league football. I go watch a lot of my local sides and it's amazing what a cup run can do for these sides but yeah it's just even though it's a bit of a David versus Goliath I'm really excited about it
0: (laughs) yeah obviously we had um last year we had Bracknell and Buxton um obviously Bracknell away and then Buxton at home and Buxton game felt a bit maybe a little bit more under the radar I think because of the I think it was a Sunday kickoff and the weather was a bit rubbish and um I think it was only the second round so um, it wasn't as big as this one. Mainstone, obviously, they've probably made some decent wonga already, and they're going to be making a bit more, and uh, it sort of sets them up for for a while, I'm sure. And uh, yeah, Simon, it's um, one of those games you just look forward to. I think oh, when I was speaking to the Mainstone uh, guy who covers them, and he just sort of said, uh, obviously, they wanted a Premier League tie um, against the likes of Man United or you know Spurs or somebody like that. Although Spurs, I suppose are out, aren't they?
1: No, Spurs they. They've got Man City on Friday night.
0: Well, got, yeah, that's probably what I'm
1: thinking. They're probably
0: going to get going <laughs> to But uh, they probably wanted someone like that. A big, a big tie. But um, they got us. Um, how are you feeling for it?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's a nice break from league action, isn't it? I mean, I, I think it's kind of come a nice time off the back of a very intense game against Leicester. You hope this one is going to be a bit more, hopefully, not so stressful and not so high intensity in terms of a game. It's also helpful in terms of the transfer window as well because it's, because it's not the biggest game of our season, we're not in a rush to sort of do business before that game comes around. Well, that would be nice if we if we were to do something. Um, I, I'm really pleased it's on TV rather than the standard battery of Premier League ties which yeah. get picked. I know the the uh, Tottenham City game is on, but it's like we see those matches every week, game time after time. So it's it's great to see teams lower down the league getting their their credit and and their time to shine. And it'll be a great occasion. I mean, 4,800 fans making their way from Maidstone should be a good atmosphere. And because, I mean, tickets have been an absolute premium for for every town fan this season, I'm sure there'll be lots of town fans who have been able to go. And this will be one of the first games they've been able to get tickets for. So they will uh, get that enjoyment and that experience as well. So hopefully it will be, be a good day for everyone.
0: Yeah, can't wait for it. And uh, as Andy said... um, I think they are in the whole cobalt. I think they've got the whole whole of it pretty much, I think. And it's going to be an amazing atmosphere. And yeah, I was, when I was speaking to George Fowler, I was sort of, sort of saying, you know, hopefully there is going to be a, a decent crowd because you just hope it's not just 10,000 people, you know, which is great for mainstay. That's the most uh, ever play in front of, but um, 27,000, that's going to be hopefully a really good atmosphere and a good game. And uh, that's my sort of next question, boys. What's your prediction? Um, obviously we don't want to replay, um, although that'd be, you know, for some people like, you know, to tick off that as a ground, to so tick off. But uh you know we've been here before when we played an non-league team, Lincoln City. I'm oh, sorry to remind you, last time we were on BBC, obviously we got a replay against them and we lost one 0 at Sinsel Bank, which is a, a dreadful day. I've actually got a story going up tomorrow. Where are they now? Looking at the eleven that day, and there's some there's some bad names, and there's some you know other names on there that you know, like well, Tom Lawrence and stuff like that. Um, and Christoph Berra, as we mentioned earlier, he played in that game, of course. But um, what do you reckon? How do you think this will go? After you, Simon.
2: Yeah, I mean. I mean, the first thing will be the team. I think yes. that's the initial sort of question. Um, how strong do we go? I mean, the thing is, we'll make nine, ten changes, but it will still be a very good squad. You think, sort of, Salmi might start, probably has earned one. Hutchinson will probably get a start. Uh, and and I think the other question for me is whether Sam Morsi will get a game, because, I mean, he's not played now for sort of three weeks since the last FA Cup game. Uh, and and do you want to throw him straight at Preston without getting a little bit of match sharpness back? So... Uh, I I personally think he will play and probably should play. Hopefully get yourself up to 3-0 by sort of 60-odd minutes. Then you can sort of rotate him, take him off, rotate the front line and just coast it to the finish with a couple of young lads from the bench maybe. Um, But 3-0, 4-0, something in that ballpark, I think, would be be a good result.
0: Yeah, I think, um, let me quickly go. Jamie, who said, uh, hope they get a goal. Um, obviously, we hope it's a consolation, Peachy. Yeah, Hopefully, last, last minute. Yeah. Fine. yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, like yeah. let, let George Fowler score because he's the, the former former Town boy. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Peachy. Yeah, team's can be interesting. Obviously, we, we we can see we've seen that in the Carabao Cup actually, where we rotate the whole squad. But then you look at it and went, that's still a pretty strong squad, and because uh, that's our squad right now, with the depth and stuff. Obviously, striker at the moment is an interesting one. And that was another like, sort of debate. It's like, that may be why it would have been perfect if we got a striker in this week because then they could have played in this game and they could have got up to speed a yep. little bit. But um, it is what it is. But Or um, you never know, tomorrow they'll, they'll announce it and then boom, here we go. But um, <laughs> yeah. you never know. I was hoping tonight, maybe just out of nowhere, breaking news, mm. but yeah. uh, nothing at the moment. But uh, but yeah, Peachy, prediction slash uh, team potential.
1: No, I think I agree a lot of Simon uh, Simon said, "It's a game, isn't it?" Um, <laughs> I remember last season in the old Pizza Cup trophy thing, we'd go there expecting to see like total changes. It's actually quite a strong team. I do obviously think Walton will start in goal. Obviously, i do said I think Brandon Williams ain't back as he. I think he's maybe gone forever. But I think we're still quite because the only centre backs we've got, I think Twanzebe will come in. Then we've got Wolfie and Edmundson, haven't we? But let's say Morsey. Definitely will start. Is do we who do we start up front? Will he start Broadhead? Will he start Jackson? Or will he give um Gerard? Oh, that's the one. Thank you. Then, <laughs> as Ross said, he's he's not been fully much fit. But
2: I hope. I, I that's, sorry, just on that. I I'd give it to Broadhead. I think he needs that confidence of a goal or yeah. performance. So I think that would be where my head would be on that. With that yeah. one.
1: I think Shawnee Luco may start as well. He's... you know. He's, Maybe a game that suits the mind you, at mm-hmm. uh, the Wimbledon game where the ball went, someone put a free ball for him from the chase on to him. He was like, no, nah, I'm not catching that. <laughs> I think you realise his age. But I hope it's a decent, I'm sure it's going to be a decent game, but I think we're chatting in the green room. You wouldn't want it to be totally one-sided straight away. Oh, that sounds a bit weird, Come kind of from a town fan. like be like three or four and a half times. It'd be pretty much done.
0: David, I just hope... It would be a contest, would it? It would just be... No. You know, the, the occasion obviously, you know, the build up to it is going to be great. And then, um, but yeah, if we score early on, you know, of course, that brings the nerve down a little bit. It's like, okay, we're fine. We've got one nil here. And you want maybe, yeah. you know, two nil at half time, then happy days. And then the second half, we'll see what happens. Similar, and, up, you know, similar to that Buxton yeah.
1: game, wasn't it? We we're two 0 yeah. up at half time, weren't we? And then we oh, just right, rifle yeah. two in the second half. But it's, I think had it's we, more. he scored in that game, didn't he? That's what he we did. talked about <laughs> Yeah, Gassan, yeah. It's just for me, I, as long as the Maystone players, staff, fans have a good, great day out. That's what it's all about for me. And hopefully we progress to the fifth round. Fingers crossed.
0: And then, and then yeah, we're going to be, in, yeah, that'd be interesting. I think we haven't been in the fifth round since yeah, the early 2000s, something like that. And mm-hmm. um, obviously it'll be interesting to see who we can get in the draw. That'll be the next sort of like looking forward to. Obviously, we're not going to get ahead of ourselves, you know, we've got, we've got to play the game first. But um, yeah, it's going to be a good occasion. If you are going, enjoy it, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy it. Um, let's get to the end. We're getting Lily Allen then, boys. Uh, let's sort of Ends with any other business,
2: uh, Peachy Simon. Um, go,
0: go with you, Simon. First, any other business from you? Anything you want to shout out? Uh,
2: yeah, well, I'll be as you sort of mentioned at the top of the show uh, with Hospital Radio on Saturday. Be there commentating on the game. So, if anyone's in Ipswich Hospital listening to this, you can uh, tune into that that our commentary from the game if you if you'd like, so wish to.
0: Love that, my friend. Love that, uh, Peachy. I know you got you've got something you want to get off your chest. Of it, yeah. Take away.
1: It, it, no, sorry, I've got a little rant, Pete. So bear with me. It's about the FA Cup, and I'm very protective over it. First, the first one, there's only two. The first one is why are the semi finals played at Wembley? Surely <laughs> getting to the final is the reward plan at Wembley, not the semi finals. They should be played at like these at, at Old Trafford, um, Villa Park, another place. But the second one is my biggest bugbear, and I saw it in the third round. You get managers like Thomas Frank and Nuas Spirit Center, oh, the guy at Forest. Don't, don't ask me. Complaining, <laughs> they've got to play a replay. Win the first game, then you have to play it. I mean, they've all got too many games to play. No, you haven't. You get teams like League One and Two have been the League Cup, EFL Trophy. They've already done two rounds to get to the third round. And I saw someone on social media where Thomas Frank was crying about it. And this bother this isn't a dig at these clubs, it's just a dig at these managers, where. In I think it was two thousand and five or four, Brentford played Southampton in the FA Cup. At this point, Brentford were like millions in debt. They got a replay. It earned the club half a million that kept them going for that season. So don't give me this absolute BS that you're playing too many games. It just because they they want to get rid of replays. You know, I remember was it uh, Man United played Burton Albion at Burton Albion. Burton Albion got a 0-0 draw. They've got the replay at Old Trafford. Oh, look, they've now got that projected that club, helped them get their new stadium. Now, the Football League. Yeah. I just think, also, I'm very protective of this competition. I just don't like, I just don't get these managers. They've got the big squads. I mean, this could be a whole different podcast for me, but yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, be, yeah. That, that's my, I'll stop now before I go off. I'll, I'll get off yeah. my little soapbox, but that just It irritates me. It really no, does. I agree uh, with you, mate. I, oh, I, I love, love you. it. Sorry, sorry to end on a bit of a negative note, but. Well no, no, the no, other no. thing I
2: think I've noticed replays from quarter final onwards anyway. So it's at maximum three extra games a season. I mean, there's no way Premier League clubs can't manage three extra games a season.
1: And it'll not be funny. Say if we drew arguments say we got the quarterfinals, we drew Man City, we got a draw some out the had we could we could have brought them back to Portland Road. Yeah. No, we can't. Cause they're playing too many games. Oh do one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's Sorry, um, fun. yeah, yeah. Obviously, there
0: is a lot of football. There's a lot of football. You know, I know there's a lot of football back in the day, but there's still a lot of football these days. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a debate and it's a good conversation to have. Um, so there we go. But um, but now bring it on Saturday. Can't wait for it. Uh, Peachy, Simon, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in um, to another Kingsman Lyft Fan Social Live. Uh, if you're listening the next day. Um, Come come and join us live on a a Thursday, every Thursday, 7.30 on all platforms. Get involved in the comments. Thanks, everyone, for getting involved. Uh, We'll be back next week for a deadline day special Uh, we'll be bringing you, hopefully, you never know, maybe some breaking news live on the podcast. That'll be fantastic. Um, And yeah, uh, as always, going to try to do my shambolic outro. Uh, If you haven't already, of course, follow all our coverage um, on our socials, on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube, at Kings of Anglia. Um, also give us a five-star review. It's always nice to get thoughts from you guys on how you think that the show is. And, um, but yeah, I've got a few more comments, actually. Adi here, um, Andy here, sorry. Noth- uh, nothing great, nothing. I think he meant another good show. <laughs> uh, can't believe you called me a cheat, Roscoe, the cheek of it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Mark Waller's also uh, great show, guys. And um, Colin, up for the cup. We are up for the cup in the fourth round against Mainstone United bringing on 12.30 kickoff live on BBC Charlie's gone thanks for the show thanks for tuning in we'll be back for another podcast very soon check out my George Fowler interview as well getting the insight on him looking forward to going up against Town and returning to Portland Road going up against Luke and who could potentially play obviously they were teammates in the academy so there we go Peachy, Simon everyone listening thanks for joining us bye for now